This is the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore. With me, as always, is Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And, yes. uh, man, we are pumped up. It was good to be back this past Sunday. Yeah, you've been out um, a while. Well, you were here the week before recent preach. Yeah, I've been here almost every week uh, other than the week that uh, Pastor Tyler was with us. But, um yeah, man. It's uh, so I've been here most Sundays, but just not preaching. And we were back in the fold, which is good. Um, felt good. It was good just to be home with our folks. And we'll get into all of that in uh, just a minute. But yeah, man, if you guys want to catch me on Instagram or Twitter, you can catch me at Brad Livingston underscore and guesting with us today on the podcast. He is somewhat nameless and faceless in regards to some of you folks out there, but yes. you have seen his work all over what we do. As a matter That's of fact, true. as you're listening to this, you're listening to this because he makes it possible hmm. for you to listen to this. John, shout out to the people, man. It's good to have you, bro. What's going on, guys? So, uh, John, John, tell them where they can find you, John. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not really on Twitter or much of Facebook, but you can find me on Instagram. He's, he's on MySpace. John <laughs> yeah. MySpace top eight. Yo, no, like for real though, in, in, in real life here, like I actually went back to try and find my MySpace Dude, pictures, I did like a week ago. And I was like, oh my gosh. Did you I, get on? Well, I was able to, but I forgot that I had uh, made my profile private. And so I was, <laughs> and so I was like, um, why, do you, I, why do you look different? I got glasses. Oh, you have glasses. Yeah, don't. Oh, sorry. Let's not make fun of it. I, I wear glasses. Well, I'm not making fun <laughs> of glasses. Bro, we're yeah. talking about a cultural era where people wear glasses without glass in the glasses. Yeah, it's really stupid. It's a cultural thing yeah. to wear glasses. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was looking no, at you and I was like, you look different. Um, you look smarter. Not that any of you listening to this podcast can see what John looks like right now, but. Do, be thankful. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, no, like. To make a long story short, I ended up going on uh, on there and g- grabbing a few of them. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I look so young!" Bro, like, I was it's on, just so weird. Yeah, I was on mine like a week ago, and it's so d- some of the stuff is not there. Like some of the content, I guess they've made it really weird. It's hard to find like your profile stuff. But didn't Justin Timberlake like buy it out and made it for like music only at some I point? Something I don't know, I, man. Tom lo- Tom got his money and did. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, out. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was so funny, man. Like. I saw someone put something up on a uh, on Facebook a while back. It was uh, it was like when you know, like someone will share a post, but then they'll add a subtext to the post that oh, they're yeah. sharing. So it was one of those, and it was like a teenager who was like twelve or thirteen or something. And like, what would be really dope is if Facebook lets you you change your background and post your favorite song whenever <laughs> yeah. you went on the page, and, like, and someone was <laughs> someone called was like, MySpace. That was MySpace, you jit or whatever. You know, like yeah. it was hilarious. A jit. So. I used to put, yeah, like I did the whole like videos, music playing. Man, that was. Remember the stress of your top eight? Like, who are your top eight okay. friends? Okay. You don't remember, John. No, You're no, too no. Young. I definitely remember. Tearing families apart, dude. Top 10, bro. No, they they went at. from eight and then to like, I, I don't remember 10. Yeah. I remember like 12 and then 16. 16 yeah. And you, you know, that made it work because the top eight was stressful. It was. It was. Who's like, going to make it? Who's going to make it? And those girls were petty on MySpace, moving yeah. people in and out of the top eight, bro, yeah, trying bro. to prove a point. John, you are too young. I'm not that young, bro. I mean, like, I am young, but I'm not as. I mean, I'm not you know what year Facebook came out? Huh? Facebook started in like 05, 06. I got my Facebook. I, I got a Facebook account when me and Ashley got married. So that was, you know, I mean, it's been a minute now. What time? What year was that? It was 2010. You didn't get one till then? You were way behind on Facebook then. Yeah. 
I got on when it was still, uh, you had to have a college email address. Yeah, I never had a college email address. Yeah. Never in my life have I had a college email <laughs> yeah, address. I was, like, I was like, oh, five, oh, six, I got on. Yeah. It, was, it was brand new. And I was, was like, this yeah. is, this, I, you know, it's just like with new stuff. And then um, and then I quickly, when, t- when I found Twitter, I was done. I love Twitter. I wish, Twitter is still my spot. I love Twitter. Let's put it into perspective here for a minute. As far as when I actually got a MySpace. It was back whenever you could change the HTML. You know, oh, you can yes. make you can make your page look whatever, you however you want. It. You yeah. can recode wow. it, and make yeah. it look good, put music that. on it. That's whenever I signed up. Yeah. So yeah. Still, us coding nerds, me and John. Yeah. Coding nerds. I just would Justin. find. I would just find like pre-made stuff on the internet. But let's be real. Like, no, it, mine was kind of gothic looking. Just I, weird. I believe that. One of those gothic. Yeah, it had like a lot of black, a lot of. You know, you were one of those looking. You were yeah. one of those you know. sad kids. I may or may not. Sad this is kids. so. This is pre Jesus. Okay, <laughs> so like, let's be mindful of this. But pre Jesus, I may or may not had a Dr. Dre background on my yeah, um, like the Chronic album. Okay, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say it. But <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say an album that came out approximately two thousand. Two thousand. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, man, that was uh, those were good times, and so yeah. So John, uh, Justin interrupted you. The original no. question: Where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, all, yeah, yeah, back to that. Back to this, uh, John W. Sap. John it's, W. Sap. That's at that, Instagram. It's also my my Twitter as well. Now but. here's go before we move on. MySpace was cool, but how about that LimeWire? Bro, Yo, listen, bro, you're trying to give LimeWire was AIDS to your computer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was it was so fascinating to see like watching it download because it was pulling from other computers around the world. Right. So, you know, it was, it was like, pulling from somewhere. All I know is I got music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got music. Sometimes you got like, yeah, well, you a commercial like, or something, you know. Yeah, like, or you had music that had weird stuff in it like like and then Man. when that shut down, Frostwire was the was the the Frost deal. Well, if we're gonna Frostwire. do that, let's go to the original Na- Napster? Napster. Yeah. Okay. Then they made then uh, uh your, your Metallica Lars messed up Napster. Yeah, Lars, what a t- well. I get it though. I mean, let's be real. I get it. No, why he was mad back then. Lars was fighting an industry that was coming. Napster, LimeWire, all that is, all that was, was Spotify before Spotify became Spotify. Yeah, Apple Music, all that. It's true. What are we talking about? This is not our podcast. Well, but it, but <laughs> we did start the sermon with a conversation about social media. Oh, so that is true. So it's hey. not it's not bad. Hey. It fits, you know. So and 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 it was talking about the extremes. Listen, extremism. The extremism right now on Twitter. Because I follow from a political standpoint. Yes, I follow uh, left and right. You know. Yeah. Um, it's insane. It's a. It's very entertaining. It's it well entertaining. Yeah, sure. That's one word. Um, no, it, the thing about extremism is even like i think we've always had extremism but everyone just looked for their own story you know what i mean so like there was stories support the left there'd be a story so to support the right but even take politics you know like someone would find a story to support their viewpoint on whatever like we would we've always had i think extremism to an extent i think now it's so crazy because people are taking the same story and putting their spin on it from an extremism standpoint i mean like you know what I mean? Like the left and the right are using the exact same story to support their own viewpoint. And it's like, guys, like, come on. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, the extremism is just out of control. It really is. And it doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon. Looks well, like, it's, you know, it's going to get worse. Well, and I love what, I mean, I, I, I love what he said because it's true. I hate that it's true though. Matt Chandler was talking about how, um, Matt Chandler was talking about how the compu- how the internet has made heroes 
or how did he say it? He's made, it's made weak people strong. In other words, people will say stuff on Twitter, on Facebook, on, in a blog that they would never say to someone's face because they're you, they're actually cowards, but the internet makes them feel like they have an avenue. They can say whatever they want, but they would never say that to someone's face. Yeah. It just makes it, it makes it easier for people to be more bold. Yeah. You know, you, you're. And it's even from down to respect. If you're not looking someone in the face, you can disrespect them more, you know? Sure. Like, that, yeah, exactly. You like, know, like I've, uh, and I'm even, I'll say guilty of that. Like we have a, we have a, someone who represents our district in Washington um, that I do follow on Twitter. Not a big fan of him. And he, I don't remember what it was. I don't want to get all political here, but you know, I don't remember what he said. And I replied to his tweet. I said, please resign period. You know, it's <laughs> like, I don't know that I would have said it like that had he been standing in the room. I may have, but it wasn't that disrespectful. It was just like, you need to go. Yeah, no, see, see, see you, buddy. Some of it's out of control. <laughs> it really is. It's out of control. But um, all that was segueing into a conversation because we're in a brand new series this month, which John put together some super sick artwork for us. Um, so shout out to... John W. Sapp on Instagram, Twitter, um, that he put some stuff together for us. But, man, the series for this month is I Love My City. And, um, you know, the whole theme for the month of July at TC, um, when it comes around every year, is about serving. You know, our big serve day comes up in a couple weeks, which we're super pumped about. Shout out to Karen, who um, is leading that charge for us this year, um, doing a great job. And all, you know, all of Transformation Church, we're going to get behind some projects. We're going to serve our community. We're going to make a difference. Let's talk about Serve Day for a second. Sure. So so Serve Day is a, I think there's about a little over 900 churches worldwide that participate in Serve Day. Uh, that you, you primarily go, the states, but there are some yeah, in other some, countries. There right. are some of the primarily the states, um, but any any church can kind of register their church to be a part of it, um, and it happens on July fourteenth, uh, coming up a couple weeks. And um, for us, the way we get behind it is we try to use our small groups. Uh, we are each small group uh, kind of picks a project, you know, and, and and does whatever. Right. And then um, you know goes out and and then, and then people that maybe aren't you don't have to be a part of that small group necessarily be a part of that project um but the the, the the small groups get behind it and then people can register and and all show up and we just go out and serve our, our city it's really it's really cool it's a lot yeah, of fun any guys that are listening that are part of other churches um that you guys haven't got involved in serve day you don't have to necessarily like you can jump on board you can add projects you can do all kinds of stuff go to serveday.com and check it out i mean yeah it's, it's awesome we love we love to invite other churches and other people to be become part of it you know it's it's really cool when the whole, when the church, the capital C church, like the nationwide worldwide church is able to do something on a, on a front, like spread broad. I mean, I know they're trending on Twitter and Instagram. Um, every, every serve day, they're like, we're, we're number one, two or three in the trending spot because of how big it's getting. So that's awesome. Well, even here local in, in Pensacola, there's like four or five churches that I know of that participate. So it's just a good opportunity to get out and show the city, like, as a whole, that this is what we're about as far as the church, or at least what we should be about, you know. So, um, and we get behind projects here that of stuff we we have a heart for, anyways, you know. Right. I know we got a, a one of our one of our groups is going to uh, because we have the Haven, mm-hmm. which is you know kids with special needs. Um, we have we we partnered with Autism Pensacola, you yep. know. We do a lot for them, and uh, so we called them and asked. So we got someone leading a, a project that actually going to do yard work for families that are a part of autism in school that may be awesome. in need they're going to go do just like do their yard cut their grass and stuff awesome. so it's not like we're not painting walls or doing anything at 
the autism Pensacola's offices or something, which we we would do. We that's would, not totally, yeah. that's what they asked us. Like we have families in need, you that's know. Perfect, and and I think that's great. So so which I even think is a better better because uh, yeah. you're reaching you're actually the families that are involved with autism Pensacola, and if we provide something for that family you know yeah. if they were looking for a church uh, there's a lot of great churches in our in our city but we we do have one that um caters to the special needs community with our kids ministry yeah uh, so I, I just think that's that's a great way to one do something and provide value to these families in our community whether they come to our church or not it that's not what it's about but you know if so it speaks to someone we can also accommodate their unique needs you know that's i just right, think that's cool right right no it's huge man so i mean we're you know it's it's a big thing for us i mean uh pastor dan built this church um you know obviously the vision the lord gave him but he kind of built it on the backbone of serving people and so um you know it's good because <laughs> it's a part that. of who we are yeah <laughs> right it's uh it's good because it's just part it's in our dna which is awesome so um, you know, we, we kind of kicked off. So this, this past Sunday, the, uh, kind of the theme of the service was a time to serve, um, and kind of to shine a light. So I, sometimes I can be kind of cryptic with my approaches to sermons. Like we communicate a message, but really the underlying current of the message would be something slightly different. Um, and we kind of did that with this one, but I wasn't super cryptic. Hopefully people picked it up cause that was definitely the goal. Um, cause we started by looking at, you know, the world of extremism, which led to the world being somewhat selfish and how honestly, like how we've, we've seen people do that. Um, and we kind of broke, did like a little bit of a breakdown list on why people changed. So like, um, going from cultures, uh, going from cultures and even in America where, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you saw much more of a neighborhood mentality, a community mentality. Um, and what happened is over time we became less concerned about other people and just more concerned about ourselves and what we could gain and, and kind of all those things. And, and we kind of gave a list, um, where we talked about how it became about acquisition. What can we acquire? What can we gain? And then the, the acquisition led to comparison. So now what we have, is it good enough? Does it, is it the same as what other people have? Do we need to get more because other people have more? Like we fall into this comparison trap. Then we fall into a segregation trap. Like, well, those people don't have what we have. So it's us and them. Um, or, uh, you know, we, we correlate, we compare our struggles with other people's struggles and it tends to create separation. Um, and then, you go all the way down to idolization, which is putting people on a pedestal. Um, and we become so fixated on these people that we're idolizing and their opinions and who they are and what they believe um, that we're actually striving so much to become like these people that we idolize that we've lost track that in the pursuit of the people we're trying to be like, we've lost track of the people that we're trying to impact. Like, so man, we is, is the idea of, man, we need to come back to not looking for what we can get, but looking for what we can give, you know, um, Matthew 24, 12 says that sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. And I think we see that in society right now, like society, culturally, like people don't care about people. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy. I remember watching that video. I'm sure you guys saw that on Facebook where the kid, like there was like a guy drowning in the river. The kids are filming it on their cell phone. Like no one's jumping in to help. Like no one's like, let me, I like, didn't see that, but I, it reminds me of like those videos of people fighting. Yeah. You know, like, and then people just, break this up? Phone, people just get their phone out, you know, and, and record it. Um, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, pe people aren't concerned with helping people. 
but the idolization that's a big one that that's good why people have changed you know you mentioned talking about how now we have people that idolize like even you know celebrities and all these that even celebrities that are only celebrities from a cultural standpoint they they it's not like it's not like you know if you idolized um back in the day like michael jackson who was like you actually made music and right, all that you right. know you have people that have fam- done something right you have people that are famous now that are just kind of famous for being famous in a sense like you know remember when paris hilton was a thing like oh, uh, all that gosh, like, yeah. like you know or, or whatever um you mentioned you know not that we're gonna sit here bash people you mentioned the kardashians in, in the service in the sermon um yeah which, which i don't and, hate the kardashians no not at all they just haven't done anything worth being famous over it was funny and, watching and, you say that though what's funny is like they have now but uh, you right. know but like but have they yeah, well, what, well, what's her face? Is it Kylie? Her clothing line has done like yeah, they got like clothing half line, a billion dollars lines. in sales. Yeah, yeah, but it's only done that because right, they're right, famous they're, for no reason. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I get that. Like they've done stuff now. Um, they've leveraged their fame, you know. And and I think that uh, you know, you can break that down. You know, I think Chris, their mom, was a kind of a learn how to hack the oh, hack yeah. the stuff, and she's like a she's like a marketing ninja, you know, which is great, you know, but. Yeah, all the, but no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, did y'all see? <laughs> did y'all see the picture that popped up on Facebook after Prince died? Did y'all see that? No, so like Prince died, and like all the news was on. Like it was on Chloe Kardashian for whatever reason, and then Prince died, and all the news went to Prince. And she like it was a picture of her picking her head to the door. It's like okay, now one of y'all is gonna have to die, like to get him back on top. <laughs> you doing like Chris? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so that's like a, that's funny though. But uh, anyways, yeah, it was funny. But but we do we idolize stuff, and then you know you put that in the context of even well, you could put in the context of the church. But you know, with things like social media, as much as we love them, and I think they can be amazing tools. Is it's I know it was a preacher that said this. It might have been like Stephen Furtick or somebody's like, don't judge your behind the scenes by our highlight reel. Right. Like right, you right. know you, you you see you see some people you see what they post on their their Instagram and their videos and all that, and you yeah. know that that's like. That's the most polished thing that they could come up with. Well, know? yeah, because what we're doing, we, we, we're all guilty of this, right, is that we see the flaws within ourselves, right? I was, thinking about, I was thinking about this the other day, right? Not to, uh, to even my wife, right? Like, my wife is beautiful. My wife still looks 20, even though she's about to be 30, or well, she is 31. She just had a birthday too, uh, Sunday. So... She's 31 years old. She still looks 20 and she's sitting here talking to me. She's like, oh my gosh, like I have this like one wrinkle next to my eye or whatever. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, because we pick ourselves apart. Like there are like, number one, she's beautiful, but she's still like, she doesn't age. My wife doesn't age, man. Like I pulled up a picture. You saw it. I pulled up a picture. This is from 12 years ago. This is 12 years ago. She looks exactly the same. You could have fooled me. Yeah. Like I, I had no, I had no, what, what? Right. But she, you know, just like we all do, we all can pick the things out of our life or out of ourself or whatever we see in the mirror that we don't like because we're our best, we're our worst critic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all that to say, like, yeah, like we're always going to do that, but you're right. We compare, like we see all the flaws within ourselves, but we don't realize that we live in a filter world where everyone makes themselves look way better than they actually you know, do. It's, well, it's honestly, it's crazy how natural all this is becoming, you know, like it's so natural for us to, to go through those lists of things. It's just one thing after the other, after the other. And before we know it, you know, we are idolizing all of these things. Well, and what's crazy is like, you know. I think we've mentioned on here before. I'm a big, humongous fan of Gary Vee. 
listen with caution folks yeah, I'm not gonna, so we're not advertising I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say go listen to him on this podcast because he's not a christian um and his language can be a little can be a little rough sometimes but um but he talks a lot about when he's talking with like young people you know it's yeah. like these arbitrary goals you know and and things like that people see people see on instagram and it's like they see people that have quote unquote are successful with like posting on the big boat and they got the cards and you know forgetting that they rent a lot of this stuff for the picture and you know it's like it's crazy and then then they make these arbitrary goals of you know by 25 i want to be a millionaire it's like why what you know like why why is that you know because if and then you then then they don't hit it and you know there's there's well, yeah, and be, a, and, be a, and, and be a millionaire for what? For just for taking Instagram photos, right? Yeah, right. Good it's, luck like these, with that. it's like these just arbitrary, like I, I don't know. Yeah. How many people are willing to put the work in for that? Though? Well, yeah, that's what you I'm know. getting. I mean, Twenty-five and a millionaire is totally doable. You know what I mean? Especially this day and age, if you have a good idea and you're willing to work hard for it. What he's talking about is like these people that just, they just want to be millionaires because they take good photos on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, it's like you know, Snapchat or you know whatever. Oh. It's like no, no, yeah, no. No one, yeah. So, well, so, but all that to say, like we are even along with this conversation, you know, it's a quote that we use in the sermon and it's that, you know, society has shifted from impacting others to impressing others. Like we don't have a drive to be the difference. You know, I remember, um, I, I remember a quote and they were talking about how, um, it's not what you say and it's not even what you do that leaves an impression. Um, it's how you make people, feel. You make people feel right. And, um, man, how crazy would it be if all of us took a moment out of each day to make a difference in someone's life? You know, it doesn't, you don't have to give them a thousand dollars, but how are you going to make someone like, what can you do to make someone, maybe you cut their grass and that's an, that's a game changer for them. They got plenty of money, but that meant something more than what you could give them or what like, you know, so man, like how are we making people feel every day? But to do that, we got to think outside of ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we got to get off this this uh filter world you know so it's huge. huge so what what happens to us right so we talked about a list of what happens to us and how how we move from because if we become self-involved if we become self-concerned if we become all about ourselves we move through this list so we talked about first of all we get caught up in the pursuit of happiness which i don't think is necessarily a bad thing like we all want to be happy so we all have pursuits that we're going after you know what i mean like um if if someone were to give me a new firearm today, I would be extremely happy. <laughs> so if either one of you guys want to. I'm not doing that. Okay. No. Well then. Uh, anyway, so. No. Uh, like yeah, would, well, and, and because, you know, I think we all have, you know, it, people should, you, I think you should have goals. Sure. I think you should have dreams and I think you should work hard to get those. And if, right. you know, if that makes you happy then amen i think a lot of people though are, are chasing things that they think will make them happy Bingo. that isn't right like Bingo. you know if you if you have a goal you know to be let's go back to what we're talking about like working on trip if you want to start a business and you started a, a a business doing lawn service right and that's your and you love doing it and you're your own boss and you set your own schedule and like and you and you become successful like you should be happy that you made something of yourself right but if you're if your pursuit is so you can have you know the big boat in the driveway that your neighbors see and and you know all these things it's like it's just empty well even in that though i mean that's what we're going back to the list right like even in that in the pursuit of happiness like you can obtain all the things you want to obtain and it's still not like how many millionaires had do we have we heard of Mm -hmm. like i know personally that are still unhappy 
they're not happy people like they've obtained all the they've got the fame they've got the money they've got the house they've got the cars they've uh, the checklist that they made for their life they've checked every box yeah and they're still not happy yeah i think and they'll and the the money the money like you know the whole the old cliche doesn't buy happiness you know it does does buy things that can make you happy for a time like i've never seen a sad person riding on a jet ski (laughs) like (laughs) you know you can't frown and be on a jet ski it's impossible that's funny you'll be happy but but when you load that thing up and you're headed home and you get you know just in the car in traffic you know or whatever you're like back to life and you're like well yeah life is miserable it's a conversation we had the other day about escapism that's right exactly some people read books some people watch movies some people ride jet skis like whatever it is you know like uh i i I think actually i know so i don't i don't waste a ton of money we're not wealthy you know what i mean like the church takes good care of my family but we're not rich okay so it's like one of those things but it's um i can attest to that yeah yeah, he can justin knows what i mean (laughs) but it's one of those things where for us so i'm a i'm a um i'm an emotional spender Right. So like if, if I'm becoming emotionally taxed or going through a tough moment in life or whatever, like some things that make me feel better um, is to spend money like I'm with it, like whatever, yeah. like on food doesn't matter. Yeah, like yeah. if I like doing that I'm the same. makes me feel better. You know what I mean? Um, but just like what you're talking about, um, you can spend that money, you can buy that thing and you can whatever, whatever, whatever. And but eventually you're going to come back to yeah, whatever it is that you made you unhappy. You didn't deal with whatever, yeah. Right. And, and so and I'm cool with doing that. Sure. Be, as long as you're addressing, to an extent, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you're not if you're if you're going broke and not able to pay your your power bill because you're using that the you're buying crap that you think's making you feel better when it's not, it's just it's just a it's just a mask. So, yeah. yeah, so all that all that to say is this this happened to me Sunday morning. And I, I haven't told anyone this, so this is the first time I'm talking about it. So this happened Sunday morning. I was kind of dealing with a little bit of this on sunday morning so saturday night i'm i'm building another um gun anyway so i, I was, so i bought some gun parts saturday i was feeling great right um and then sunday morning you know getting up getting ready for church and you know sunday mornings for me my mind's already going the sermon and the service and getting here and make sure eyes are dotted t's across just the whole nine and so i was coming here and uh so we have a rotation of guys uh myself anthony some of us, um, Jawan, that we rotate buying energy drinks every Sunday morning <laughs> so right. that we don't all have to buy our own every Sunday. Like we just take turns and we all go buy seven of them or whatever. And um, on the way here, I wasn't like depressed or anything. It was just one of those things where thinking back over the last six weeks and Jabin and all this other stuff, I, I wasn't depressed. I was just kind of, I was kind of in my feels a little bit, you know? Um, and I go to the racetrack right here on uh, W Street and Fairfield. Fairfield. Yeah. And uh, so I stop in to get all the drinks. It was my week, so I was buying drinks. And um, and I walk in, and this kid, I don't even know his name, man. This kid lights up like Michael Jordan just walked in to the gas station uh and he was there with his family like buying like donuts or like whatever for him and his family they were just getting something like coffee like the whole nine and uh he was like oh my gosh what's up pastor i was like i don't even know who this kid is and uh but he definitely knew me and so did his family but i didn't i don't recognize a family you know yeah and uh he was so just like ecstatic to see me um like in public yeah like like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm a celebrity like what yeah. okay so but all that to say like i just dapped him up and i was like what's up little man like how you doing and he was like i'm good and like we, we just talked for a brief second and so i went and uh you know got i was getting my drinks kind of still in my own mental zone for a second and i walked past him and he was like yanking on his dad's shirt like 
this pastor Brad, this pastor, so, like whatever, you know, doing the whole thing. And so I waved him over to me and I was like, what do you got there? And he's like some donuts. And I was like, what are you getting to drink? And he was like, I don't think I'm going to get anything because my parents, like he, he more or less made it sound like, you know, they, they didn't have a ton of money. And I was like, well, go get a drink from the fridge. And so he went and got a chocolate milk. And so um, I was like, put it up here. I'll pay for it. And so I bought the drinks and I bought his stuff or whatever. And he was just so ecstatic. Like he was so excited. Number one, that I was even in the same room as him, which was, which cracks me. Like I laugh hysterically at that. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're about to go eat at a taco truck that has like five seats in the whole area that you can sit down in. But all that to say is like, it was just one of those things where it was like, it helped even, I'm about to preach about where joy comes from and I got to practice it, you know, an hour before I was going to preach about it, which is like, man, I'm, I'm in my fields, but here are these people, here's this opportunity to impact this little kid who's like seven, eight, not somewhere in there. Um, and it, it like going back to what I want, the whole point of what the sermon was Sunday, which is like, man, I like, it reestablished the joy in my life to create a difference in this kid, mm-hmm. you know, That's like good. even in that moment, you know, um, because going back to the list, there's a pursuit of happiness, which leads to a lack of satisfaction, which leads to a lack of joy, which leads to frustration, which leads to anger, which leads to depression. And what we were trying to communicate Sunday is that the only real happy people are the people that have learned to serve is a quote by Al, uh, Albert Schweitzer and in that the only way you can break up that chain of pursuing what makes you happy which leads to a lack of satisfaction which leads to a lack of joy which leads to frustration to anger to depression the only way you can break up that cycle is to introduce serving someone else into the middle of it and so it's like when you stop living for yourself and you start living for someone else that is the moment where you break that cycle you know what Mm -hmm. I mean um, because only happy people, the only truly happy people are the ones that have learned to serve. So, um, so getting into kind of the, the bulk of what we we're talking about Sunday. Right. Um, so l- kind of let's get into the meat of what we have for Sunday, which is, uh, a time to serve. And we use a story from first Kings 17, which is Elijah, uh, and the widow of Zarephath. Yep. Right. So, um, you guys, I mean, most of you know the story. If you haven't, you can go back and watch the sermon and we kind of cover the, the whole story, but the long and short of it is the Lord sent Elijah, um, to a place to be fulfilled. I'm kind of giving a very brief synopsis of this whole thing, sent him to a place to be fulfilled. But at some point the fulfillment went away, sends him to a, he sends him to a place. He said, it's not going to rain. You're going to, a famine's coming, blah, 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 a drought. And uh, it's not going to rain, so go to this brook, and I'm going to sustain you at the brook. And so the Lord sends him to the brook. He's sustained. Um, but then the brook dries up, right? And so then the Lord says, now I want you to go um, uh, go to Zarephath, and I'm going to sustain you there in a new way. Which brought us to our first point in talking about a time to serve, um, which is that you don't stay at dry brooks, Right. Like mm-hmm. don't stay at dry brooks. And what like Justin kind of what did, did that kind of resonate at all <laughs> with you? What we're talking about? Yeah, because I think that sometimes you end up where you even were told to go. Right. Led to go. You know, you had a word to go, whatever. Um, and then you get you get stuck there. Maybe, or you, you know, you, you don't even you don't look ahead or you don't trust. It's just. I don't know. There's a lot of, I guess you could use a lot of metaphors there or, or, or whatever, but it's like at some point 
it dries up, it's done. You know, it's like, don't stay there. Yeah. I know that sounds very simple to your question, but it's like, you know, yeah. yeah. It's like, you got to be moving. Yeah. I think of movement. Like people just get so stagnated, yeah. you know, or they, no vision sometimes to what's in front of them. It's to what's happening. You know, you, it, you got a word once and that's, you know, it's like, yeah. And maybe you were exactly where you're supposed to be, but then that ends, you know? Right. Because, you know, we talked about it. I think we said it in one of the services. Like, people would rather be comfortable in a dry place than be uncomfortable in a place where God is doing miraculous things. Yeah. And, like, it's like, man, we got to, you got to just be ready to move. And, I mean, like, man, all all three of us, even just in this room right now, like, we've had to wrestle out and walk out this conversation in the last 12 months all like all of us all three of us probably, have probably yeah. mine like the last three or four yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's 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 you gotta you gotta move you know and and i think that that's okay you right. know it's like it doesn't mean the place you were in is bad or right. was wrong or that you weren't supposed to be there at one point you know but you know sometimes you know that i just we we used to talk in our church a lot of, of next steps and even like the whole Christian life is a journey, you know, everything's a journey and like, I'm not going to be at one spot for too long, metaphorically, right. you know, like I got to keep moving. The Lord's, the Lord's already onto the next thing, yeah. you know, and, and I want to go there and you see that I think in, and put it in the context in the church world, you know, how many, how many churches unfortunately are so stuck in what God once did and are not focused on what he wants to do or is trying to do. Yeah. through you through the people of a certain place and they're so stuck on what he did they're not worried about or even are even trying to think about what he's wanting to do yeah that's unfortunate yeah it's like the old quote like you know what's the thing that that like moves of god is the thing that stagnates most churches because then they just get stuck trying to re like, yeah. like, Re- repackage repackage it. the same move of god it's like man what what about when god wants to do a new the, thing <laughs> like it's like these That's even revivals Isaiah, you know yeah it's like revivals you know god does a revival wants to do something in an amazing place and then the, the leaders are like this is great we're gonna let's take this on tour now yeah. <laughs> you know it's like but he wanted to do that here yeah. you know it's like right, right, right. um no not throwing any uh shade on anyone when i said that yeah no it's <laughs> i think it's one of the i think it is it's one of those things where you just got to be ready to go you got to be ready to move um you know i was i was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were just talking about how they can't reconnect with or they can't connect with um they feel like they're stuck and they can't connect with what god wants to do with them because it's going to require them to distance themselves from their family and i was i was kind of talking to them and i don't mean distance themselves like geographically i just mean like emotionally like if i do this we me and my family won't be able to be close and i was like what happens if god calls you to africa tomorrow yeah like, are you going to be able to be at every family birthday then? Like, cause they were just talking about how we got you know, we, every family birthday, we do it together and everything. I'm like, yeah, but what happens if God calls you to Africa or South America? Or like now what, you know what I mean? Like, like this, this life that we build for ourselves, which is completely built around what we want, how we want it. And God's going to do it that way. And if he, if he doesn't do it our way, then we're not going to do it his way. Like that whole mentality, we want to know why we're depressed, why we're frustrated, why we're angry, but none of us are moving away from dry brooks. And it's like, man, you got to, you got to find what God wants for you, you know, and get plugged into that. Even if it means going to Zarephath from where you are. So, 
American Christianity. Boy. What a thing. Hmm. What a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes, right? So going back to the story, Elijah goes um, and he gets there. But when he gets there, he finds that the woman who's supposed to provide for him is not in the position to provide for him, at least from a natural perspective, right? Like she, um, she doesn't have a surplus of food. She doesn't have a surplus of water. She doesn't like. Matter of fact, she's planning on <laughs> she's making. On a, she's on a deficit herself. Yeah, she, she's about to make her and her son's last cakes, and she literally says, "And then we're going to die." Like they're at the end of they're at the end of everything, right? Um, and I think this is a cool point that I that we wanted to pull out because at this point she needs a blessing and Elijah needs a blessing. So here we have the prophet of the Lord, the call, the person that's been called, the person who has been set aside for this moment to carry the the purpose of the Lord. He needs a blessing, right? But then we also have this widow who's poor, broke, and has nothing left. She's on the verge of dying, and she's obviously already given up, and she needs a blessing. And the next point from our notes is that nobody is above or below a blessing, right? Because sometimes when we think about serving, like what do we all go to, right? Like homeless, like we think about the homeless, we think about whatever, like we think about the widows, we think about all those things. And yes, for sure, we need to serve them. But what about the CEO at work? Like what about your CF? What about the president of your company that doesn't have Jesus that needs to be served? Like how are we serving people that seem to have it better than we do? Do we see them as people that need to be served? That's good. You know, I I would say more times than not. No. (laughs) Right. You know, that's what I would say from my experience. When you look, when you look at it though, we're all people, we all have emotions, we all have issues, you know? So whether or not that they're homeless people or they're CEOs of giant companies, it doesn't matter. We're all people. We all have issues. Yeah. Well, because Jesus, like, you know, Jesus was great at, he met the physical need. Then he met the spiritual need. He fed them. Then he preached. Like, you know, like we see that over and over again. Like he met their immediate need before he met their eternal needs. Um, You know, and sometimes we don't recognize that, um, you know, in some shape, form or fashion, uh, the president, the CEO, the CFO, the the wealthy person, the stockbroker, the whatever, like they've had their immediate need met, but they're still looking for hope. Like they're still lacking that eternal fulfillment. They're still lacking someone to meet the need of whatever their eternity is missing. Um, and so, man, we need to look for opportunities to serve those people too. Um, because sometimes we think that we shouldn't be serving at our work. Like we have to leave work to go serve mm-hmm. in our community. It's like no, 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 no. Like you need to serve. Like serve your boss. Um, and I remember, man, I remember working at Tringa's Tringa's Music here in Pensacola, and uh, I remember talking with Greg one time, and who was the owner there. Um, and the Lord put it on my heart, man, just to serve Him. And one of the things my dad grew up, my he, when Pastor Dan was in the financial services, he'd be meeting with multi million dollar clients trying to close multi million dollar deals. Um, but if I ever called him, like if my school nurse ever called him like that, that meeting got put on hold to see what I needed because nothing was more important than his son. You know what I mean? And I remember working man and, and, uh, just like a lot of business owners, like he, he really didn't want his family calling him at work. Um, and he was just kind of like me, you know, so when his son, his son called him one time and we were like putting price tags on guitar cases. Like we were like, it wasn't like we were in the thick of it. You know what I mean? Like we're doing something that quite frankly, he didn't even need to be doing. He was just 
leading by example by helping, which is great. You know, um, his son called and kind of told his son like, Hey, you know, like I don't really have time right now. We'll talk about this later. And I, I kind of just like at the moment I wanted to add value to his life and kind of be an example to him and kind of speaking to him like, bro, what could possibly be more important than whatever he had to tell you? Even if he told you he won his chess game or whatever it is he's doing is could, could any of the, even if you're selling 50 guitars at one time right now, is it more important than your son? Cause all of this could go away tomorrow. Like this, a meteor could hit your building and like you have no control over what happens to this store. The only thing you have control over is how you take care of your kids or take care of your family. Um, and I was like, bro, go pick up the phone, call him back and listen to whatever it is he has to say, because like you owe him that, you know, and, and all that to say, like, and he listened to me and all that, but all that to say, like, man, he was my boss. He owned the business. I worked for him, but I found an opportunity to be a blessing to him by helping him understand, like value that, like, don't take that for granted, you know? And I think we all need to do that. Look for the opportunity to serve the people that even are over us. Because they need help, man. Like, they do, and and I'll say this, and I, if you're, I think I think that Christians we're all ministers, right, in some area, and I think that God has you where you're at, so on your job and all that stuff, just like we're talking about. Um, but I think you to serve, like you need to one, like don't don't be one of those that calls in sick once a week, and then <laughs> walk around talking about you're a Christian and you're trying to serve, like yeah. you know what I mean, like do do a good job. Don't be the worst employee, right? Like, <laughs> and th- and that's the thing. It's like there's a. I know we've mentioned this on this podcast and I don't know the quote. I don't know who said it. It was, it was like old school, like Martin Luther type, you know, quote, right, but it's right, like, right. you know, the, the Christian shoemaker does his duty, not by sewing little crosses on all the shoes, but by making good shoes. Right. You know, like if you're a nurse, you don't have to go and like, you know, put anointing oil on every patient to do your <laughs> Christian duty. To right, them. Right. It's just be a good nurse, like right. just provide quality, you know, care and, you know, like treat people like you would want to be treated and, you know, like that's crazy. talk. That's crazy talk. Right. But it's like, man, do, you know, you, you talk about serving your boss and serving those around you and then you show up late every day. You know, it's like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. That's not a good, that's not a good look. It's not a good witness. Yeah, for be, sure. Or if you own a business, you know, don't be ripping people off. Don't be, be fair to your employees, you mm-hmm. know, that type of thing. It's like, yeah. So, anyways, so you're welcome business owners for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then it, that takes us to the last part. So going back to the scripture. So, you know, she, she does what Elijah asks, right? So she makes him his food, um, and risking not having enough for her and her son. That's a bold move too. Yeah. But she, she does it anyways. She gives him the food, like she does it and it, it answers the promise for God in her life where her flour, you know, her meal doesn't run out and her oil never runs dry. Like she gave and because she gave, she was blessed, which is the last point, which is the blessing is in the blessing. Like Mm -hmm. the blessing in your life is going to come from being a blessing in someone else's. It's all tied together. Like you need more joy, like be a blessing to someone. And and I promise you'll have it. Like, you know, you need, you need, you, you're looking for that happiness. You're looking for that fulfillment. You're looking for all those things. Like the blessing is in the blessing. Go be a blessing. Go serve. And by default, man, the Lord will bring those things back into your life. Like you sow, if you sow joy, 
you will get it. Like if you sow by serving, the Lord will give back to you the things that you need. Like sow, like serve, 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 like be a blessing. Look for every opportunity to impact someone's life. I think our pastor, Pastor Dan, is probably better at this than anyone. Like he's just always look like even like life happens and I get blinded to like other people. You know what I mean? Like I'm at Walmart and I'm in a hurry. He's the one that's like looking for every possible opportunity to impact someone's life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's just that guy. Um, but by default, man, like he just lives a joyful, blessed life because of it, you know? So man, huge. So where do we go from here? Let's rattle this, uh, this last list off. So another list that we were using Sunday, where do we go from here? Um, and we kind of just wanted to give some next steps to some people, which is number one, commit to serve. Like may, you have to make up your mind today, right now, as you're listening to this, you have to make up your mind that, okay, I'm going to serve like it's going to become part of my attitude. It's going to become part mm-hmm. of what I do. I'm going to serve. And then number two, start with one. Start with one person that you're going to make it your mission to be the impact in their life that Jesus is going to encounter them through you serving them. Uh, then number three, you know, we have Serve Day coming up. So we said join or start a project, trying to connect people to, to becoming part of Serve Day. Um, and then number four, make a difference, man. Make a difference in people's lives. Um, be like... You know, I've, I've heard the old saying, you know, um, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of skewed because the gospel always needs words. Like we always have to, <laughs> like we, we preach the gospel with words, but if we don't love people first, then our words don't mean anything. Right. You know? And I mean, I agree with you, but ulti- I mean, ultimately, you know what that's right. trying to communicate is right. like, do the, like treat people the way christ like treated them right right right. yeah Yeah, exactly serve them serve them then preach to them you know what i mean right meet a need and then preach to them because the last quote uh joyful people are serving people like joyful people serve people so um i think that's evident even in the life of our church you walk through the church on a sunday yeah you know the the people that are here early that, that come in to sacrifice their time and and talents and treasures and all that to, to serve others. You see it on their face and you got people that come in every week who don't have yet to buy into that and, and, and internalize that truth. And sometimes they just, they're they're there, but they look, they didn't tell their face that they're excited to be there. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's a mirror. Yeah. So it's like, it's like they haven't internalized the truth of, of man, there's so much joy in that and and to serve. True. Um, And it's exciting to, as, as a, a leader in a church to walk through and see so many people, that um, I'm just thrilled to be making a difference. Like that last point in that, in that list, like making a difference. Yeah, it's huge. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So, man, uh, we are super pumped. I love my city. Tune in every week, uh, both for the sermon um, and also for the follow-up as we're going to work our way through what it means to make a difference in your city. And, uh, yeah. man, And, and let's give an light. opportunity. So if you're if you're local in the Pensacola area, uh, you can go to surveyday.com or if you go to transformationchurch.com, you could see our projects. But I don't want to just promote us. There's, like I said, four or five churches here in town. If you're not a part of a church or even if you are and your church isn't involved but you want to be a part of Serve Day, go to surveyday.com, find a church, and sign up for a project. You'd be more than more – than, uh, able and we'd be more than happy to have you participate with us yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so man pumped john thank you for being on yeah, with man. us today no problem glasses um, and all. yeah glasses and all uh thank you for for jumping on with us today and man we love you guys uh, justin tell them where they can find us they can find us at transformationchurch.com and on instagram and facebook at transformation pensacola i'm on twitter and instagram 
at Justin Oswald underscore. You can find me Twitter and Instagram at Brad Livingston underscore John. You can find me on Instagram at John W. Sapp. Awesome, guys. Yeah, and send us uh, emails if, or you know questions if you'd like it. Follow up at transformationchurch.com. We would love to uh, get your questions and uh, take a look at those and then follow us. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, subscribe to the podcast and yep. share it and all that. It means a lot to us and we appreciate everybody who uh, tunes in every week. You got it, guys. Hey, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll catch you next week. See you.